Pastor Stephen Brooks, and welcome today to our online internet church service. I'm so happy that you're here, and I am just thankful to the Lord that you are joining me on Pentecost Sunday, the day that we celebrate all around the world as believers, the day that the church was birthed and the day that the Holy Spirit was released upon the people of God. Hallelujah. God's up to great things. Now, before we jump into today's message, let's first honor the Lord by bringing the tithes and the offerings into the storehouse of the Lord. If you would take your Bibles and meet me in 1 Samuel chapter 30, let's begin in verse 1. It says, Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day, that the Amalekites had invaded the south, and Ziklag attacked Ziklag and burned it with fire. So everything that David owned, his entire possessions, and all the possessions of his little group that stood with him of 600, everything was plundered and taken away by the Amalekites. And this attack really hit David and his men at a point where they were already discouraged, and it seemed to be like the final straw. But David, as he had done many times before, encouraged himself in the Lord and went before the Lord, and the Lord said, pursue, and you're going to overtake and get everything back. And that's exactly what he did. Now, verse 9, so David went, he and the 600 men who were with him, and came to the brook Bazor, where those stayed who were left behind. But David pursued he and 400 men for 200 stayed behind who were so weary that they could not cross the brook Bezor. So you had 200 that stayed behind. And this is important. We're going to see this uh, issue addressed later. But it's good that some stay behind because somebody needs to watch all of the gear and the equipment while the others can unload and pursue at a faster pace. Now, verse 17, then David attacked them from twilight until the evening of the next day. Not a man of them escaped except 400 young men who rode on camels and fled. Okay, so no big deal if you got away, but they got everything back. Verse 18, so David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away and David rescued his two wives, and nothing of theirs was lacking, either small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything, which they had taken from them. David recovered all. Verse 21, this is very important. Now, David came to the 200 men who had been so weary that they could not follow David, whom they also had made to stay at the brook Bezor. So they went out to meet David and to meet the people who were with him. And when David came near the people, he greeted them. Then all the wicked... And worthless men of those who went with David answered and said, because they did not go with us, we will not give them any of the spoil that we have recovered, except for every man's wife and children, that they may lead them away and depart. But David said, my brethren, you shall not do so with what the Lord has given us, who has preserved us and delivered us, uh, or delivered into our hand the troop that came against us. For who will heed you in this matter? Now, he goes forth and says in verse 25, that uh, actually in verse 24, he said, so shall his part be who stays by the supplies. And there's going to be an equal distribution. But as his part is who goes down to the battle, so shall his part be who stays by the supplies. They shall share alike. So it was from that day forward, he made it a statute 
an ordinance for Israel to this day. Let me say a big thank you to everybody who has been sowing their Pentecost seed into the ministry so that we can purchase airtime. We have already signed three contracts this past week. Within the next few days, we'll be signing two more contracts. And next Sunday, I will be sharing with you the television stations that you can watch the Pure Gold program on. Praise the Lord. So the Lord is doing wonderful things. But I want to say this. For every life that is going to be touched through the half-hour television program, and the, the programs are already recorded. We have a half-year ready to go. As these programs are aired, and you have sown into the purchase of the airtime, I want you to understand that when someone is saved, that when a believer is built up, when somebody is encouraged, or the kingdom of God is advanced, you have a share in that portion. Praise the Lord. Lift your hands and shout hallelujah. Praise God. Because that seed is going to produce greatly in your life. The Pentecost seed that you have sown. Now, if you have not yet sown your seed, get that seed into the soil today. Bring it into the storehouse of God. Praise God. Because, my friends, I, I want you to understand something. Sometimes the way believers talk, let me give you an example. Like Billy Graham. When Billy Graham passed away and went home to be with the Lord, you know, people said, wow, he, he surely has a great homecoming. And I'm sure he does. I'm sure in heaven that there on the shore there were countless souls uh, along with those that were close to him that were waiting there to greet him. But you know what? Sometimes people think, well, uh, I'm not going to get anything. But my friends, when you are connected with the work of God, you have to understand God doesn't write checks. That's something that Stephen Brooks knows. God doesn't write checks. God works through his people. Well, Pastor Stephen, God will supply your ministry. Uh, y yes, God is the source, and my eyes are on him as the provider for this ministry. But I understand God doesn't write checks. People do. And so God moves upon the heart of his people by the Holy Spirit by angels, and they are inspired to rise up and to be involved in the work that God is presenting to them through that servant of the Lord. So I want you to know that because you're a part of helping us to reach out in a big way, that as that harvest comes in and as lives are touched, and they're going to be, I want you to know that when you go home to be with the Lord, there will be rewards waiting for you. Because you participate in this harvest outreach. Well, Pastor Stephen, when I, when I go home to be with the Lord in heaven, I just want a little shack over in the corner. No, no, no. I'm coming to your shack if you think you're going to have one. And me and Jesus are coming there, and I'm going to say, Jesus, that's my partner. And that person sowed into this ministry so that all of these other people could be here now. And, Lord, they're, they're not allowed to live in a shack. I'm not letting you live in no shack. Hallelujah. And, of course, you and I know there are no shacks in heaven. You're not going to be living in a chicken coop in heaven, okay? You're going to have a good place. And I'm going to make sure of it, praise the Lord, because I'm going to be an advocate on your behalf, and I'm going to say, Jesus, Jesus, that brother, that sister sowed into the soil of this ministry when we made this great outreach. Therefore, they must share in the rewards of the harvest that comes in. 
Now, I know that Jesus mentioned in Mark chapter 10, verse 30, the 100-fold return in this lifetime. Oh, that doesn't even begin to get into all the glories of heaven. But my friends, I'm here to tell you today that you are a joint partaker of the fruit that is produced out of this ministry. I want to say thank you for sowing your seed. And all of you that have sown, and those of you that are sowing right now, lift up your hands. I want to pray a special blessing over your Pentecost seed. Now, Heavenly Father, you see the hearts of your joyful, generous people. And as they have sown their seed, and as others are sowing at this time, I pray, O oh God, that you touch that seed and multiply it back to them 100-fold, which would be your very best harvest and return back into their lives. And we thank you also, Father, for the glories that will await us over on the other side when the day does come, when we all go home to be with you. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, Father God, that we will have a fruitful inheritance. And there will be many souls there because we work together as a team to further your kingdom. So, Father, bless your people and their seed, that 100-fold anointing, Touch it now, O oh God, for your glory, that they may have more seed to sow in the future, an even greater level of seed to sow in the future because of the overabundant harvest coming into their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Shout amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God forever. The Lord is good. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I like that. It says that David made that a statute and an ordinance for Israel to this day. Woo! And the Lord honors that statute. Praise God. Now, let's jump into today's message concerning this very unusual Pentecost that we find ourselves in, a very unusual point and place in time. Let's go today to the book of Acts chapter 2, and I got so excited during the offering, I forgot to say also, don't ever forget to always honor the Lord with your tithe. Bring the tithe in also into the storehouse, because it is your tithe that ties you in to God's financial covenant, and it is the tithe that secures the fulfillment of your destiny. Oh, praise the Lord. I know that I'm not speaking to a people that will have dreams unfulfilled. I'm speaking to a group of covenant overcomers. I'm speaking to the remnant. I'm speaking to Zion. I'm speaking to the church. And I'm saying that everything that God has called you to do, you will do it. Praise God. Amen. So thank you for honoring the Lord with your tithe and bringing them into the storehouse of God. Now, I should also tell you where to send them to. Please send your tithes and offerings if you're mailing them in to Stephen Brooks International, P.O. Box 717, Moravian Falls, North Carolina, our zip code is 28654. Now, if you want to bring your, your special offering or your tithe in all over the Internet, you can do that also. Please visit the ministry website, stephenbrooks.org. There's a link on the homepage called Tithes and Offerings, Sow and Reap, and you can go there at any time, day or night, and bring it immediately into the storehouse of God. Praise God. Thank you for your faithful and generous giving. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Woohoo! Glory to God. Now, take your Holy Bibles and meet me in the book of Acts, 
chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. And let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we are jumping into your word, kind of like jumping into a swimming pool. Father, we just thank you that we're going to have a good time today in your word. Let the anointing of your spirit flow. And I ask, O oh God, that the spirit of wisdom and revelation unveiling would take place today, that your people would see the path that you have for them, that there would be a release of power. And I thank you, Father God, that signs and wonders and miracles will follow the preaching and the teaching of your word. We thank you in Jesus' name. And we say, Amen. Now, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Well, something very fascinating, my friends, is taking place. We are now in Pentecost, and about seven weeks ago, right around that time frame, we were formally celebrating Passover. And it was a very unusual Passover. And what we're experiencing today, it's going to be, it's going to be something, it's going to mark a shift and a major change in your life and in the church. Let me explain why. The Passover that we just had seven weeks ago was very unusual because it was prophesied that this Passover would be in many ways a literal Passover, much like what the children of Israel experienced. If you go back to that original Passover, that was a coming out of Egypt that was putting the blood of the lamb over the doorpost of your home that the plague might not touch you. And so everybody was kind of like shut up in their houses and it was a Passover. The plague passed over them. Well, we haven't, we haven't seen anything like that in a long, long time. Yes, we did have the fulfillment of Passover when Jesus came as the Passover lamb and laid his life down to redeem the world from sin for everyone who would put their faith and trust in him. But my friends, since then, we have looked back on Passover as a celebration. We've looked back upon it as something that would be like a historical event that we see Christ foreshadowed in those beautiful experiences. But this recent Passover in so many ways was like a literal Passover where we were shut up in our houses, not willingly, but being mandated to all over the world. This was, this was like a global Passover. And there was the plague, the global pandemic, the COVID-19 coronavirus. Well, it was very fascinating how that all played out. And we experienced in so many ways, not a, you know, like textbook, you know, you know, historical dry, you know, type Passover. It was very real in many ways. Now, this Pentecost is very similar. 
while we are aware of the initial feast of Pentecost and we are aware of Acts chapter 2 verses 1 through 4 and the entire Pentecostal outpouring or the initial experience. Woo! Praise the Lord. My friends, what we're having today is another marked moment where there is something special being released today, taking the church, that's you and me, the body of believers around the world, individuals and the corporate body of Christ, taking us into the next level of glory and increase and blessing that Jesus has for the church. So what is shifting today, what we are cycling in today is not like a normal Pentecost. Just like what we passed through seven weeks ago was by no means a normal Passover. Hallelujah. So I want you to understand today marks a special moment where you are going to be shifted and moved by the Spirit of God into a new empowerment, just like they received power on that special day that we just read about. Praise the Lord. This Pentecost is the marked release of a new era of breakthrough, blessing, and increase in your life. And it begins on this day. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. God is very good at marking things on His holy calendars. And today, we'll go down in history as a day where there was a shift forward, a great shift forward within the body of Christ. Now, I want you to see something that the prophet Daniel talked about. This would be Daniel chapter 2. Let's go over there now to the book of Daniel chapter 2, and I want you to understand what it is that you are being shifted into, and I want you to go with the flow of the Holy Spirit. Some of you are going to begin to smell leather because the fragrance of leather in the spirit realm represents a new wineskin. So there will be a new wineskin, and there will also be new ways of doing things that will be expressed amongst the people of God, and you're going to break through into some very, very new things. We are now in the book of Daniel. We're in chapter 2. Please join me in verse 20. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are His. And He changes the times and the seasons. Okay, right now, God is changing times and seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness, and light dwells with Him. Now, in verse 20, and then moving into verse 21, it says that He, God, changes the times and the seasons. This is very important. The word seasons means appointed times. Woo! It also means cycle of times, and it has Hebrew 
word imagery associated with its meaning. The cycle of times or the appointed times are when God cycles you from desert dryness, desert experience into harvest. That's what that means in the Hebrew. It also means be in, being cycled out of barrenness into fruitfulness. Well, Pastor Stephen, I, I couldn't do it before. Well, hey, I'm here to tell you that it's a new day today. Woo, get ready. You are being cycled from barrenness into fruitfulness. And this denotes the imagery of birthing a new thing. He changes the times and the seasons. Your season is changing today. It's changing, it's changing for you as an individual. And there is a corporate shift in the global body of Christ that is changing. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's a new season. There is the release of a new anointing by the Holy Spirit. Let me just give you a couple of examples before I get into some nitty gritty of what's going to happen to you. Let me give you a couple of examples that we are moving into of things that will no longer be ink on paper, cool stories, but not really personally experienced. Here's one from the book of Job, Job chapter 22. Let's go over there just for a moment. Job 22, verse 28. You will also declare a thing, and it will be established for you. There will be times when this new anointing comes on you so strong, you feel like that if you don't make a declaration, you're going to explode or something's going to get damaged on the inside. Well, my friends, don't try to bottle it up, okay? Let it out. Hallelujah. Let the new wine out and open your mouth and declare a thing, and it shall be established unto you. You may be under such an anointing after your prayer time or after your Bible study or after having prayed in the spirit for some time, you may be under such a prayer anointing that you open your mouth and shout, I rebuke debt. I call myself debt free in the name of Jesus. And before the sun sets, you're free from debt. Praise the Lord. Oh, well, Pastor Stephen, you, you would never, you would, you could never do something like that if you knew how much debt I had. Oh, that there is power released, though, when that anointing is there and it's backed by God, where your word carries his power and you literally are speaking on his behalf. And you're not out there like some kind of a loose cannon shooting this way and declaring things all over the place that are a bunch of hot air and baloney. You, you know that doesn't work anyhow. But when that anointing comes and that power is there, there is an anointing to bind and there's an anointing to loose and you operate in it and you walk it out and it takes place. Here's another thing that we're going to really begin to accelerate, put our foot on the gas pedal. This is something the Lord told me, Matthew chapter 28. Verse 18, nothing new that we aren't familiar with, but a new anointing upon it to step into it and to really push it. Praise God. Now, verse 18, and Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Well, Pastor Stephen, I, I thought the devil had all the authority. No, he, he, he has authority over unbelievers 
because they're spiritually dead. They're in spiritual darkness. That's why we need to bring the gospel to them. But he does not have any authority over a believer. That would be you and I. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore. So what he's doing is he turning, he's turning right around and delegating his authority to you and I, the church. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. And I tell you what, the Holy Spirit highlighted that to me. He wants us to take the gospel where? Into, into the world. Yes. He said to me, to all the nations. I said, Lord, you want, you want the television program to go into all the world? He said, I want it to go into every nation on the earth. I said, Lord, we're going to do our best to make that happen. And by your grace, we're going to do that. Uh, there, there's 220 something nations. But watch, working together, step by step, we're going to get there to where the gospel will be preached to all the nations. We're going to do our part. Mm -mm. And there's other men and women also rising up to do their part as the church is advancing. I need, I need to share something, just be very di direct with many of you. There are those of you, you need to get ready to transition, to cycle into the new anointing. You need to get ready for the million flow. Mm -mm. Others of you that have already touched that, you need to get ready for the flow of millions. Hallelujah. Praise who've already been in that realm. You need to get ready for the billion flow. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, I say right now before the Lord and before all of the angels and before you, I now open up this ministry to receive multi-million dollar offerings and financial donations to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Why? There's a bunch of people out there that have never heard even the name of Jesus, much less a presentation of the gospel. So we're going to do all we can through television and also through the printed page as even our books are being translated into Mandarin Chinese. There's over 1 billion people that speak Mandarin. Hallelujah. But their books are being uh, circulated throughout China, and God is doing a great work there. Hallelujah. In the underground church and in many other avenues of the Mandarin-speaking people. But we're going to take it. We're going to take the gospel, the message of salvation and eternal life found only in Christ. We're going to take it to all the nations. Praise the Lord. Mm -mm. A new season, a new anointing. Glory to God. You are being cycled in to the new. You are being lifted and carried by the movement of the Spirit into the new. God is making you the new wineskin, a carrier of the glory, a carrier of the fresh oil, a carrier of the power of God, a carrier of the wisdom of God. Woo! Hallelujah! Your time to move out, your time to go forth is now. Hallelujah! Because the Lord goes with you. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I believe that the Holy Spirit has shown me that this cycling in of this new era of your life and of the church, I believe what you are being cycled and brought into will prove to be thus far, by far, the most productive era of your life that you've had yet in being involved in the advancement of the kingdom 
and being involved in your overall spiritual health and your overall well-being, this is your time to shine in the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Just shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Woo! Glory to the Lord. Mm -mm. This is not, this is not a just like redundant type Pentecost. This is something very, very special. This is a literal Pentecost where there is a release where you are being carried by that power of God cycled into the new season that God is now bringing you into and that he is now releasing the church into. Hallelujah. Glory. Now this, this is very important. There has been a global pause for the church. And uh, it was because of the virus, the pandemic. But now there has, there's going to be a breakthrough. Now I know that the enemy really desired for the virus to diminish and to belittle the authority of the church. But I need to let you know that the enemy's plans are all going to backfire. Hallelujah. The message that I preached to you today by the anointing of the Spirit of God was not inspired by what I get from watching the news. Because if you watch too much news and you don't spend time with the Lord, you'll start prophesying the news. And that's not the word of the Lord. And if you start prophesying the news, you, we just might as well give up and quit because the news has an agenda. Their main agenda is to make money. And to affect policy, to affect politics, and things like that. So I'm speaking you, to you today, not from what that voice would say. I'm speaking to you today as an oracle of the Lord, that this is what the Lord would say, that your time to shine is here. Praise God. This is your moment. And there is going to be great breakthrough released in your life, regardless of what the enemy is trying to do. And you're going to see it backfire on him. You're going to see that his plan to stall, to stall out the expansion of the kingdom and the fulfillment of the Great Commission is not going to work. But that church is going to come out of this pause having received power from on high. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. So anointing and power and breakthrough are coming to you. They are being released to you from this day forward. I need to let you know something important because the breakthrough rides on the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit is described in the Bible as the anointing. And I don't want you to hinder the beautiful thing that God wants to do in your life. Therefore, I have two scriptures for you. The first one, Psalm 45, verse 7. A messianic prophecy referring to Jesus. You love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore, okay, so the, the word therefore means, in other words, or because of what was just stated. Therefore, God your God, that would be the Heavenly Father, your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. Okay, now, don't miss that. Let's look at it again. Referring to Jesus, it says, you love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you. Okay, the anointing 
is directly connected. That flow of that anointing, that power of the Holy Spirit is connected to you loving righteousness and hating wickedness. Praise the Lord. Don't play around with sin. If I've ever preached that, I pr I'm, I'm telling you right now, don't toy with this phenomenal destiny that God has for the church and for your lifting. Don't play around with it by somehow, you know, looking at wickedness and thinking, well, I know it's wrong, but surely God understands. Yes, he understands that you really don't value the anointing like maybe you say you do. Because if you do, you must love righteousness and you must hate wickedness and you must say within your heart and say within your own life, I will not do things that displease the Lord or that would short circuit the anointing. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's why the anointing was so strong on Jesus. Why? He loved righteousness and he hated wickedness. And so you must follow in the footsteps of your master and you must practice that same walk. And if, if you see those things that are out there that would try to tempt you to be carnal and to be fleshly and to be sinful, you must say, I can't live like this. I can't live like this. Praise the Lord. If other Christians want to toy with their destiny and see how much, how much of a foot they can have in the church while they put another leg and another foot over there in the world, that's their life. I don't want to do that stuff, though. I want to fulfill my calling and my destiny. And so you love, you love the lost people, but the lost people, the heathens, the, the sinners of the world, oh, there's a lot of sin out there. And the devil would love to see you come on out there and mess up that beautiful, pure, golden oil flow of the anointing, the power of the Spirit. But be wise. Jesus said, be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. Praise the Lord. Guard your heart and live a life that's pleasing to God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, one more scripture in relation to what I want to share with you. Because what I'm about to share with you works in connection to that power flow of the Holy Spirit. And this would be Titus chapter 2 verse 11. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Teaching us. Well, Pastor Stephen, what does the grace of God teach us? Well, I would be first of all to declare and teach that God's grace is for the lost, yes, is also for the church, but God's grace would be for those that don't know the Lord that Jesus laid his life down for sinners to save them. We're saved by grace through faith. I mean, that, that's the gospel message. But you have to understand that once you are in the kingdom, the power of that grace will continue to work in your life to not only bring you salvation, because it's accomplished that, but it will also keep you in that right position, that right place with the Lord it will keep you in the secret place and this is what it will teach you to do verse 12 teaching us that denying denying ungodliness and worldly lust we should live soberly righteously and godly in the present age live godly in the present age so that grace of God that power of God is there and it will teach you it will instruct you to deny ungodliness and worldly lust and you and I both know they're out there and there's times you can feel the pool why because you have a flesh body just like I do so what you may think well pastor Stephen what do I do I feel the pool this is what you do you say no 
You just say no. And if you have to say it out loud, verbally, with your mouth, do it if that helps. Hallelujah. But you deny it. You deny those ungodly lusts. Mm -mm. You say no to them. You deny it. Well, Pastor Stephen, you know, I'm just human and God understands. Yes, God understands. He gave you more than enough grace to overcome that. So you need to look to him and trust him, lean on him, and walk close with him. Woo! Glory to God. Live a clean life. Live a clean life because referring to Jesus, he loved righteousness, he hated wickedness. Therefore, therefore, the anointing was all over him. And so you must live a clean life. Hallelujah. Praise God. That anointing will rest very strong upon your life. If you, if you, if you get into sin, just say, Lord, I'm sorry, I blew it. Uh, please forgive me. And then turn from it, turn from it, and then begin to build yourself up to stand against temptation, to resist it. And you'll find every time the grace is there to overcome. Praise God. Now, let's move on. Let's move on. We're now going to go over. Well, let me, let me say this before I even take you to the Scripture. And I want to share some things that are going to begin to happen now in your life. I'm not going to share the Scripture yet because some things can, that are actually holy and sacred, they can, they can morph into prophetic cliches. I'll say it again. They can, they can merge into prophetic cliches where it becomes kind of like cool and people talk about it, but yet it's not, it's not manifesting. So I, I want to get into this a little bit and I want to talk about breakthrough, but I want to, I want to treat it from a fresh perspective. Now, if we go back about a decade, 10 years ago, and a little bit before that, a few years before that, it seemed like there was a whole lot of talk, at least in prophetic circles, about breakthrough angels. If you know what I'm talking about, raise your hand. I see hands going up all over the place out there. Okay. And many ministers in the spirit realm began to see these new angels that were coming on the scene called breakthrough angels. And they saw them. They're they're credible witnesses. These are good seasoned prophetic people. And you know what? I saw them too. I've seen the breakthrough angels come into my meetings. And so there was a lot of talk about what all of this was about. The first time I ever saw a breakthrough angel come into my meeting was about 11 years ago when I was ministering in Ohio. And they have come in other meetings as well. But these things would be, or, or these things would take place. But then you would think, well, where's the real breakthrough uh, uh, as far as something big and significant? And so there was a lot of questions about that because there was a lot of talk. But then the real breakthroughs that we were looking for didn't seem to materialize. But let me say this first of all about breakthrough angels. They have the ability to hit objects. Sometimes they carry it, it would look like sledgehammers, but not all the time. I've, I've seen them with no hammers. I've just seen them come. And these angels, they can also, they can stomp on the ground like with a supernatural force that causes tremors to go out that creates shockwaves in the camps of demons and evil spirits. And there is even a time amongst the saints of God, that would be you and I, there are moments where the anointing can come on you to stomp and shout and make a declaration. 
And you may think in your natural mind, well, why, why am I stomping? What's up with that? It's, a, uh, it's doing something in the spirit realm. It's like the prophet speaking to the king of Israel saying, take, take the arrows and strike them to the ground. And the king, you know, not understanding spiritual principles, just, you know, half-heartedly, you know, hit the arrows to the ground. And the prophet was just like... <laughs> You know, because you weren't into it and you didn't do it with faith and you didn't do it with your heart. He said, you're only going to defeat the enemy temporarily and he'll be back. Well, my friends, he was also told that if you would have struck fervently and if you would have struck the right amount of times, you would have destroyed your enemy and you would have wiped them out. Where this striking to the ground whether it's a stomping that you do in the spirit or whether it's these breakthrough angels that come that smash that hammer and that they stomp also I tell you what it causes in the spirit realm the powers of darkness that would hold you back with like a wall that you can't go through it causes a breakthrough a breach to be opened up and you go through you go through hallelujah glory to God and there will be those of you you will be the first one in your family you will be the first one within even generations ever since the first family member with that last name that you now have you will be the first ever to go through get ready that breakthrough anointing is going to take place in your life but as you know there was a lot of talk about the breakthrough angel and really in many ways, uh, Bob Jones, Prophet Bob Jones was the one that kind of began to give further revelation about that. Because in the year 2006, he had a visitation from the lead angel named Breakthrough, and that angel brought 11 other angels with him. And so 12 breakthrough angels showed up with the lead one being the head breakthrough angel. And you understand they're all under the Lord's command. Jesus, the Lord of hosts, the commander of the angelic armies known in scripture as Jehovah Savah. Now that angel breakthrough appeared to prophet Bob Jones and spoke with him. And as that angel talked with him, the other 11 angels stood behind him like in a V formation, like a wedge. Uh, that's that that breakthrough that that breaks through who praise the Lord and that angel said that he had formerly served the man of God Benson Idahosa from Nigeria and had been involved in standing with his ministry and was very involved with laying the framework that produced and was involved in the great revival and the outpouring of the spirit the great harvest that took place in the nation of Africa, particularly in Nigeria and other countries throughout Africa. Well, he announced to Prophet Bob Jones that he has now been assigned to begin to lay the foundation, the framework for revival here in America and the Western churches. So he's here and he's working in the Western world to see revival come here. Now, I believe the expression of what we're going to have will have some similarities, but also some differences from what they've experienced in Africa. But I, I need to let you know that we're getting, well, I, I'll, I'll say we're not even getting on the edge. We're there. Okay. But I want, I want to explain some things because you know, that, that was 2006. And then others around 2010 and 2011, I also saw the breakthrough angels, but it seemed like there wasn't anything within the church 
of America or the Western church that really we, we saw like a big breakthrough or anything like that. Well, Bob Jones shared some things with me that helped me to understand what was going on about this was about 11 years ago when me and Kelly, we went to lunch with Bob and Bonnie Jones. We, we actually spent a day with them at their home in uh, right outside of uh, Fort Mill, South Carolina, just south of Charlotte. We stayed with them and then we, you know, talked in the morning, then went to lunch. But when we were at lunch, Prophet Bob Jones was explaining that the Breakthrough Angels are now here in America. And he told me that they are working behind the scenes, okay, not with any real public manifestations of the glory yet or miracles yet, but he told me that they are already here, they're working behind the scenes, and that they are laying the foundations for this next release of God's movement of, of the Spirit of God. Okay, now he also told me that what it looks like in the spirit realm is that the breakthrough angels, he said it actually looks like they're chopping wood. And they're not really chopping wood. You understand that. But they're working uh, with a kind of like a word imagery of wood chopping. And as he's explaining this to me, as we're sitting there at the restaurant, and that this would be the Cracker Barrel restaurant that was kind of right there on the state line. And for those of you that have ever eaten in a Cracker Barrel restaurant, you know uh, the decor, the theme of the restaurants is that of kind of like old-fashioned, has a lot of nostalgia. You might see a, like a, an oxen harness or, or, or yoke or a horse harness or a saddle. You, you'll see old pots and old fireplaces and things like that. Well, while Prophet Bob Jones is talking to me about the breakthrough angels, suddenly wind begins to, a wind passed right by us, and it's not the air conditioning vents. A wind went right past us and starts moving around us, and he says, did, did, you, did you feel the wind? And I said, yes, and it keeps moving. He says, do you feel the wind? I said, yes. He says, those are the angels. They're here. And when he said that, it's like the Holy Spirit opened our eyes, and there was a picture above us that we had never noticed before. I, I'd never eaten at that restaurant before. I'd never sat at that chair or anything like that. It was all kind of random, selective of, of where we sat. And we both looked up, and there was a picture on the wall of a man Chopping wood. It was a perfect description of everything that the prophet had told me of what's going on behind the scenes in the spirit realm. So, what has been taking place over this last decade has been going on behind the scenes, has been preparation that is now going to be released as the Western church begins to emerge and come out of. The solitude, the quietness, and the sitting back that has taken place with the global pandemic. Woo! Praise the Lord. Well, now, Pastor Stephen, it's going to take years, years for the American economy to recover. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's going to go quick. Praise God. God's blessing is going to be on this nation as a lighthouse nation for the preaching of the gospel around the world. God's not done with, with the church in UK. God's not done with the church in Europe. I'm talking about the Western churches. God is going to move there as well. You need to get ready for it because breakthrough revival is about to take place in 
your life and you're about to break through like you've never broken through before. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, there's nothing strong enough that the devil has that can hold you down that that anointing of the spirit released upon those angels that are being commissioned by the millions can hold you back. You are going through. You are going to punch through and you are going through into your inheritance. You are crossing over now into your promised land and you are possessing everything that God said rightfully belongs to you and there is no power of darkness that can hold you back. So I would say get up and break out and break through and possess all that God rightfully says is yours to inherit. Woo! That is my message to you today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Everything that God has worked in your life, the training, the disciplining, the enlightenment of the scriptures, the knowledge of God's word that you walk in, the experiences that you have gone through, okay, everything in your life up until this point has been preparation so that God could get you ready for this moment. It was the same with Esther. That was her time. That was her moment to rise up and to do what she was anointed to do. And by God's grace, she rose up and she did it. And she took her place in the hall of faith as being the person that accomplished her God given assignment. And you're going to do the same thing. This is a new breakthrough anointing by the Holy spirit. And I want you to understand there is going to be a breakthrough angel that is going to be released to you on this Pentecost Sunday. Well, Pastor Stephen, I'm watching it. It's already on Monday or Tuesday. Hey, if you're open, you're going to get it because they are being released today and they are being sent out. They are being sent out. So get ready for your assignment. Well, there's a, there's a new angel getting a new assignment to you and you're going to get a new angel. And I know what this is like. I have had angels assigned to me at different levels and different times in my ministry. And I'm here to tell you there is a breakthrough angel being released into your life and you're going to bust through. Woo. Hallelujah. You're going to be a sign and a wonder to those around you. Mm-mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, as a scriptural example, very quickly, 2 Samuel chapter 5. Praise God today. 2 Samuel chapter 5. And let's drop down to verse 20. The Philistines are attacking David and his men. David has been anointed as king. Verse 20. So David went to Baal, Perizim, and David defeated them there. And he said, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. Therefore, he called the name of that place Baal, Perizim. There are the natural armies of Israel, but going in front of the natural armies of Israel, there is the angelic host that has a group of warring angels. Hallelujah. And they go out in front and they break through. And this is what we see also in this story and also in the following verse. Verse 22. Then the Philistines went up once again and deployed themselves in the valley of Rephaim. Therefore David inquired of the Lord and he said, you shall not go up, circle around behind them and come up 
upon them in front of the mulberry trees. And it shall be when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees. Well, who in the world is walking in the top of the mulberry trees? Who is up there marching 20 feet off the ground? That would be the angelic armies supporting the army of Israel and going out in front of them. Mm -mm. Thank you, Jesus. For then the Lord will go out before you to strike the camp of the Philistines. And David did so as the Lord commanded him. And he drove back the Philistines from Geba as far as Gezer. Hallelujah. So David is familiar with the Lord as the Lord of the breakthrough. Adonai, Perizim, hallelujah. And this is time for the Lord's sending out of his breakthrough angels that have been working behind the scenes, okay, to set things up, to get things ready. Now they are ready for the release, and they are now ready to work on your behalf. Hebrews chapter 1. Let's go to the New Testament, to the book of Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14. Are they, in context referring to the angels, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister or to render service for those who will inherit salvation? That's you. Yes. And those angels, all different categories of angels. Now, I felt a very heavy witness of the Holy Spirit that a breakthrough angel is being assigned to your life to break through and you go right behind it and you go through, you go through. It's like a V, like a wedge. It's going to break it through like an ax, smashing it through. And, you know, there are certain types of axes. They're not used to just cut. They're used, uh, they're used to just bust through. Yes, they have a blade. They have a bite. But it's not their point just to make a cut. It's also their point to have great, great weight and great force and to be swung with great strength to bust doors down. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I believe there is a new Pentecostal anointing coming upon you of fire and of purity, of cinnamon, fiery, pure anointing. Of close walk with God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A love for righteousness. A hatred for wickedness. Mm. A denying of ungodliness and wickedness. And say, no, I will not be distracted by such things or entangled with such things. But a grace to stay on the narrow path. To stay in the fire of the glory. Hallelujah. And to walk in the mighty anointing that God has reserved for you for this hour and for this moment. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And that angel of breakthrough is being assigned to you. And that area that you're supposed to go into, you will go through the breach. Praise God. That's going to be made. Hallelujah. Now, these angels, these ministering spirits, there are also what I would call specialty angels. Get ready. You're going to get one of those two. This is something also that the Lord showed me. You are due for the assignment of a new angel, a specialty angel as well. Why a specialty angel, Pastor Stephen? Because we all have different callings. 
There is the global church. There is the fulfillment of the Great Commission, the advancement of the kingdom, that we all put our heads to the plow, but we all have different callings, different career paths. Uh, we live in different places, different cities, uh, different colors, uh, different countries, different languages, and on and on it goes. So, along with a breakthrough angel to help you get into your inheritance and possess it, there will also be a specialty angel that's going to be released to you. And some of you, you're going to begin to see these angels that have the multicolor rainbow effect. Hallelujah. Get ready for that because they carry the seven, the anointing of the seven spirits of the Lord. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. Their spirit of wisdom and understanding the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the spirit of the fear of the Lord, all under the banner of the Holy Spirit. These are the seven attributes of the Holy Spirit, but there are seven different unique anointings. And these angels, the rainbow angels, carry that anointing into your life. You're going to begin to operate in unusual levels of wisdom and understanding things. And uh, you're just going to be walking in the counsel of the Lord. Mm -mm. You're going to do beautiful things, amazing things. So, Along with the breakthrough angel, there can be a specialty angel released into your life. And I believe I'm speaking to the people of Zion that God is now shifting and cycling you into this. And it's time for this other angel to come now and stand aside you along with you, along with the breakthrough angel. You, you do know that you can have more than one angel. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. There was a time. It was about eight or nine years ago, probably closer to nine years, when I sensed in the evening that the Lord wanted to talk to me. So I told my wife, I said, Kelly, I, I believe the Lord wants to speak to me tonight, so I'm going to go down to the office. We'd already left the office. We'd been there all day. We came home. We were relaxing. I said, I'm going to go back down to the office. I believe he wants to talk to me. And, you know, my wife is very supportive. She said, by all means, of course, uh, go ahead. And I went back to the office and I began to pray. And I prayed from 8 o'clock. When I started praying, it was 8 o'clock in the evening. And I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. Some of you have heard this story. I prayed and it felt like I prayed for hours as fervently, as hard as I could. And when I looked at my watch, I'd only been praying for 20 minutes. I prayed from 8 o'clock until 8.20 p.m. And I felt totally depleted. And I, I felt like there was like the ceiling or the roof over my head was not only, you know, literal and real, of course, because, you know, there's a real ceiling. But I felt like there was a spiritual something other I wasn't getting past. And I stopped and I told the Lord that I said, Lord, I'm here praying, but I feel like there's a blockage and I feel wore out. But I said, Lord, I really sense that you want to talk to me. So I'm not going to quit. I'm just going to keep on going. And so I kept on praying. And I made it to 9 o'clock. Kept on praying. Made it to 10 o'clock. And kept on praying. And made it all the way to 11 o'clock. And, you know, at that point, I did feel tired. But I felt like I was hot on the master's trail. I felt like I was a bloodhound that could sniff out the path of revelation and I wasn't about to give up. I wasn't about to give up and I kept on going and at right around, you know, 10 minutes after 11 sometime right around that I hit 
the glory zone. And the Lord came and visited me. Woo! Praise God. He, fir he first talked to me uh, from the upper corner of the room, right by the ceiling and by the upper part of the wall. Uh, he appeared as light, and he began to speak to me out of that light. Now, I was in a vision. I was in a vision when this was taking place. I was in the spirit, as the Bible would use that terminology. And so I could see the light. I could hear him talking to me. And he, he told me about uh, the nations he had planned for me to reach. And uh, the nations just go, they were, they're going on and on and on. And I was thinking the only way I could reach all these nations would be through television. Well, <laughs> praise God, by his grace, we are fully moving into that at this time. And he, he, of course, explained to me that some of the things he was sharing, some of the things I was moving to, into then, other things I would be stepping into as I used my faith and continued to walk out the path, the ministry that he had for me. Now, something unusual happened after about, it seemed about 45 minutes after he had talked with me and shared things about my ministry. And I, I was writing it down too. Remember, a, a, a short pen or short pencil is a lot better than a long memory. Please write it down. Okay, so I wrote it down. Write your revelations out. And the Lord stepped out of that light and stepped into the room in person. Now, he's still in a vision, of course. And I see him with my spiritual eyes. And I'm looking at him. He's standing there. And now I can see him. He smiles at me. I smile at him. And he said to me, he said, I have a gift for you. And I got excited. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Hallelujah. I see a specialty angel. Oh, oh, sent from heaven because of God's great love for you and God's desire to see you accomplish his a purpose and assignment. I see an angel, a specialty angel that is going to be released to you in this moment when the Lord you know, could see I was very excited about this gift. Suddenly a curtain appeared. It was a big curtain, kind of like a, a purple velvety kind of red type curtain. And I didn't know what was behind the curtain, but I knew it was for me. I knew it was a gift from the Lord himself. And so he takes his hand and reaches over, and I could see the Lord do it. He had a robe on. He was dressed, he was dressed so regal, so handsome. And he takes, he takes the curtain, and he pulls it back. And when he pulled the curtain back, there was a white horse. Not, not a thoroughbred, not a racehorse, but a workhorse. That was huge. The horse looked like it was 15 feet tall. And giant, giant chest muscles. The neck on the horse was phenomenal. It, it looked like an old Belgian draft horse. Bigger than a Clydesdale. More muscular than a, than a Clydesdale. It was a draft horse. And it was magnificent. And the Lord spoke to me and said, This is your angel. Glory to God. And it was a new angel, okay, that, I, that had never been assigned to my ministry before. He said, this is an angel, your angel, that I'm assigning over your international travels. And he said, from this time forward, you, when you travel, you and your family, you will now fly business class. Woo! Glory to God. Let me tell you something that meant something to a man who has spent a lot of time in the back of the bus, as we would say. And um, you know what? There were times it wasn't easy. Uh, I, I, let me just say, hey, it's a long ways 
from America to Africa. It's a long ways from America to India. And I made these trips and I made these flights. Me and my wife, we did it for years and we just, we just served the Lord. But there came a point where there was an upgrade moment. There came a point where a new angel was released into my ministry. And the Lord told me the name of the angel. He said his name is Mysterion. And he said he's also a church historian. In other words, the Lord knows I love church history. Well, my angel and I, uh, we both have some similarities. We both love church history. We're very familiar with the history of the church. And the Lord said, He's going to help you travel business class whenever you travel on these international trips. Well, Pastor Stephen, you and your wife, you have a trip coming up. You're, you're going to be leaving uh, in a few weeks. You'll be going to uh, flying all the way to France. Yep. And we've got our tickets ready to go. Praise the Lord. And you'll, you would find us there in the business class section because God has been faithful. Now, that has been almost a decade now, and we have walked that out. I have proven that vision and that revelation to be true. I've gone all around the world, literally. around. Uh, one time I left from Charlotte, and I flew from Charlotte uh, to California, and then I went, well, I went from California to Japan. Then when I went from Japan to Kuala Lumpur, from Kuala Lumpur, to Indonesia, from Indonesia to Singapore, from Singapore to India, and from India came all the way back around on the other side of the planet, landed back in Charlotte. I've been around the whole world, literally, and I've done all of that business class, and I've taken trip after trip, year after year, month after month. Me and my wife, we've been all over the world, hallelujah, and when our daughter was living with us, she traveled with us too, and the Lord covered that, praise God. Now, you understand, again, the Lord doesn't write checks. The Lord works through His people who know that while the gospel is preached, there also must be times where in person, the gospel is not just preached, it's demonstrated. Praise God. And that's why I go to lay hands on people uh, to, well, Pastor Stephen, you just live out there in the cyber cloud. You're not even real. You're a virtual illusion. No, I'm real. Praise God. And if you come to any of my meetings, uh, you'll find out. You can, you know, yep, you can poke me. Yep, he's real. Praise God. He's not a, an illusion. Praise God. So yes, there's times when you must be there. And also when God, of course, sins. That's part of the apostolic anointing, which is a sin out. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Mm -mm 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 -mm. But God is faithful. And my friends, just as the Lord gave me a new angel on that day, and he's been with me ever since. And you know, I, I can't help but think about what's the, what's the next upgrade? You know, you, you look at different compartments of your life and you think, what's the next level? After all, you go from faith to faith. You go from glory to glory, and we go from strength to strength. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you, Jesus. And you, you apply your faith so that you get stronger and stronger. You don't want to stay uh, at the same level. You want to acclimate, be well-developed there, but you also want to keep building up your muscles. Hallelujah. So, I believe that it is time that God is cycling you into a new season where it's time for breakthrough. You will see the proof of a breakthrough angel working in your life. We give God all the glory and you will see something that will give evidence that a specialty angel, a specialty angel is now working in your life. Get ready. Some of you, you're going to have a dream. And you will be shown the angel in the dream. Hallelujah. Now, of course, you understand that that angel, Mysterion, that ministers uh, for me in this area of travel, he's not actually a horse. He, he's actually an angelic being. 
Uh, he, I'll say it like this, angels have the ability to take on different types of, of appearance. They can even look like a building. They can even do that. They can even look like a person. They can look so much like a person that they can even look like a human, and you don't know it. That's why it says, you know, uh, in, in the book of Hebrews, you know, you can entertain angels unaware. So be, be aware of that. You, they, they, can, they can fake you out that good. They can, they can take the appearance even in the book of Zechariah, which has a lot of angelic activity. And you see, you see the horses. Even in John Wesley's very conservative commentary, he said, obviously, these are angels taking the form of horses. And so, you know, there's reasons why they do that. There's symbolism that's portrayed through that, such as strength and speed and other types of things that they're trying to convey that help our minds to wrap around their purpose and their assignment. Also, color that has a lot to do. You know, the, the, the horses in Zechariah all, all had different colors. But my friends, I want you to get ready for a release into the breakthrough anointing, the planning, the preparation for over a decade is now beginning to move within the, the Western church. And yes, it's not just a Western church, but there is a specialty touch upon the Western church right now. And that, that certainly includes everybody watching me in America. Glory to God. But I also want you to expect a release from the Lord Jesus who is kept of all of the angels that the Lord Jesus the head of the church the head of all of the angelic armies also in this hour in this time has a specialty angel that is now going to come into your life and is going to stand with you to really move you forward in that area mm -mm. I feel the anointing I feel the anointing, and so I want to pray for you right now. Praise the Lord. If you're watching from a place where you can kneel down, I want to ask you to kneel in the presence of the Lord, because something sacred is going to happen. If you're with your, uh, your spouse, husbands and wives, kneel down, in the, and if your family's there, have the children, please kneel down also, because a new anointing is going to come up on you. Praise God. Praise God. If you're not able to kneel, that's okay. Just be in reverence to receive this new anointing. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the revelation that you are sharing with your people that during the time of what has been a pause, we are now moving out of that in the power of your spirit. And there's going to be a quick work that you're going to do of great acceleration. Father, we thank you for this. Now, Father, particularly for the empowerment of your spirit within the lives of your people, particularly for the weighty anointing that you've revealed to me of the release of, hallelujah, the breakthrough angels, the specialty angels. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. There's going to be some ministers. Get ready. You're going to receive a Boaz angel. Okay. What is a Boaz angel? A Boaz angel is similar to Boaz mentioned in the book of Ruth chapter two. Boaz was a man of strength and it says that he was a man of great wealth. And so the Lord sends under his initiative 
Okay? Often as a response of prayer, but not just prayer alone, often also as a response of giving and seed sowing and faithfulness and, 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 and tithes and so forth. The Lord often will release, especially when there's a God-given assignment or project to accomplish, He will release a Boaz angel into your life, and the Boaz angel working in harmony with the Holy Spirit will bring a Boaz donor, like, like a person that Ruth connected with and married, who has the ability to release tremendous provision. Okay? Ministers, receive that, because that, that anointing is about to be released. Hallelujah. So, Father, we thank you for everybody right now. Hands uplifted, hearts open, and hearts in a place of humility. Father, we give you all the praise. Father, we acknowledge that these gifts and these blessings, they flow from Christ, who is the head of the church. They flow through the anointing of your Holy Spirit. And we thank you, Father God, right now. I ask that you release the breakthrough angels into the lives of your people, that they may break through, they may cross over and go in and possess their inheritance now. Father, let that release take place now. Let it open up and let them be empowered to go. We thank you, Father God. Now, Father God, I thank you for the release of the specialty angel that is coming now to stand with them. And for some ministers, that specialty angel will be a Boaz angel. Hallelujah. An angel of provision. So, Father God, I thank you. We call forth for the release of the breakthrough angels and the specialty angels, the Boaz angels, now, in the name of Jesus, Father, we give you praise that heaven is moving now on behalf and on and on behest of the children of God. Father, we give you praise. We give you praise in the name of Jesus. Now, all over the world say, I receive, I receive, I receive in the name of Jesus. Woo! Praise God. Now, in the area of the specialty angel, unless the Holy Spirit reveals it to you specifically, don't try to interpret the type of angel that's going to be, because God knows. Uh, trust me, when Jesus assigned to me the business class travel angel for international flights, um, I had no idea that was coming. I, I, I wouldn't have really at that time would have had the wisdom to pick, you know, something like that. That was a gift from the Lord. So the specialty angel that's being released into your life right now, being cycled into this season with you, don't try to interpret what it's going to be. Just receive who this angel is when he shows up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, yes, of course, we also know the scriptures that say, Test the spirits, okay? But look, it's very easy to test any spirit. Should you have some type of an encounter in the spirit realm with an angelic being, and maybe you just want verification, ask the spirit, did Jesus Christ come in the flesh? Okay? Because the unclean spirits, the false angels, they'll say, oh, no, he didn't. Okay? See, that, that, that's darkness, and we will reject anything like that. But we know 
that the Lord is sending the holy angels, the real, the genuine, the true thing. And we are quite able by the anointing of the spirit and by the guidance of scripture to discern the real. Hallelujah. We give God praise and we give God glory. Hallelujah. 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 Now I want to pray something special. Father, let that anointing of your spirit come quickly upon the seeds that your people have sown for the Pentecost television airtime purchasing. Father, let the harvest come quickly. Let it come so fast that they begin to move into what Amos experienced, where the harvest is coming just as soon as the seed enters into the soil. Father, we give you praise for this. I ask you for the miracle of this, Father, in the lives of your people. Thank you, Father God. Glory. Thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, I pray that as the plowman, it says, when the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes, him who sows seed, I pray that that would happen. I pray that that would happen, Father, that they've sown they're already ready to come again because they've got another harvest. And they're ready to sow again and, and, and plow. And it's just the cycle begins to get accelerated so quick. So I ask, oh God, that on the seeds they've sown, you give them the most beautiful, beautiful, identifiable harvest upon those seeds. And we thank you for the Passover seeds. And I ask, Father, for grace that even over seeds they've sown out in the field of the kingdom work that they have not yet seen their harvest, that it all begins to come in all begins to come in. We thank you, Father God, that the church is rising to the top. We thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. We give you glory and honor and praise. Thank you, Father God, that the end time overcoming champion church prophesied in Scripture is now rising up and is being evidenced and seen upon the earth. Thank you, Father God, the blood-washed church of the redeemed. Hallelujah. Thank you, O God. Thank you, O Lord. Hallelujah. We give you praise. We give you praise, O God. Thank you, Jesus. Some of you are feeling heat and fire all around you, and there is angelic visitation taking place right now. Now, some of you also feel heat and fire on the back of your neck and yokes are being broken and destroyed. Praise the Lord. Yokes of discouragement and sorrow and depression are being lifted off and taken off of you right now. And you can feel it go. You can feel it leaving you right now. And the joy of the Lord is flowing into you. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, when you walk real close with the Lord and you spend time with him in prayer, you'll see the path that has been cleared by the breakthrough angel. Go right through that path. Praise God. You're going to be able to go right through because they're going to bust it through for you. Praise the Lord. Father, we give you all the praise. We thank you today in Jesus name. Amen. Woo. And amen. Thank you, Lord. Now, let's get ready to take communion. If you're watching today's program and you do not know Christ as your Lord and Savior, my friends, you have a problem that the entire human race has to deal with. It's called the sin problem. And the only cure for it is the shed blood 
of the Lord Jesus Christ. And by you putting your faith and trust in him, the man who laid his life down as a sinless sacrifice to redeem you from the curse of sin. He's able to redeem you from it because he shed his blood for you. Sinless, spotless, pure blood. Hallelujah. And he will save you. He will fill you with his spirit. And he will empower you to live the life that has his life in you. If you're ready to receive Christ, pray this prayer after me. Don't put it off for another moment. Pray this prayer after me right now. Say, Lord Jesus. I surrender my life to you right now. No more running. I give up. I yield my life to you right now. Jesus, wash all of my sins away. Give me a new heart. Give me your new life. Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Write my name in your book of life. Thank you, Jesus, that you promised that when I confess you as Lord and Savior, that you said my sins and my iniquities, you will remember no more. Jesus, I receive your forgiveness. I receive your forgiveness. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for washing my sins away. I belong to you now. Amen. And amen. And my friends, the Lord has heard your prayer. He has accepted you. You now belong to him. Now live for him every day. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the bread and the juice. If you're taking communion for the first time, just grab some, some bread, a little wafer, okay? And grab some grape juice. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the bread and the juice. As we bless this and we set this apart as holy, this is now the body and the blood of Jesus. And Jesus said that when you eat, when you, when you eat the, the bread, you, you eat my body. And when you drink the juice, you drink my blood, which is the new covenant. So, Father, we just thank you. We receive the body of Jesus. And we receive his promises. And we receive the anointing of the Spirit. And we receive the help of the angels and we receive our inheritance that you have reserved for us. Father, we give you praise. Thank you for Jesus. We receive his body now. Let's partake. Praise the Lord. Help is on the way. Your angelic supernatural help is on the way. Woo! Have your spiritual antennas up. Because it's, it's coming. The angelic help is coming. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus. Mm -mm. Thank you, Father, for the blood of Jesus. Thank you for protection from evil. Thank you, Father. We pray that you lead us away from temptation. We pray that you deliver us from the evil one. We thank you, O oh God, for keeping us. And Father God, we ask that you would forgive us of all of our sins. And we forgive anybody who has sinned against us. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. We receive it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's protect together. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I would encourage you to spend some time with the Lord. Many of you, you're developed in the prophetic. 
and you can pray and you can begin to get over into the spirit. If it helps, close your eyes. And many of you are going to begin to see some things in the spirit. And some of you, you're going to see these angels. Uh, maybe just their outline at first, but then it will begin to form. And you could, you could begin to see an angel that God has for you. The angel may be uh, green in color. The angel may be rainbow in color. But be ready to receive. And ask the Holy Spirit for understanding. And just say, you know, Lord, what is the purpose of the angel? What is the angel here to help me to do? Okay. Mm. Don't be afraid to ask questions. It's very, very good to ask questions. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So spend time soaking with the Lord so that you can understand by revelation knowledge what it is that God's doing in your life. Mm, 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 mm. Some of you just by, uh, you're just going to know that angel is here to help me with this. You're just going to know it will be that obvious. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, there's another realm also in the, in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, where the Holy Spirit can even allow you to sometimes see or even discuss or talk with redeemed saints. There can be like a catching up into the spirit realm, into the glory realm, into heaven itself. And sometimes there can be communication if God the Father allows and permits that. I sense that some of you are going to have some of those types of encounters. Many of you have heard my, my testimonies. I've, in, in, in heaven, I've had those third type heaven experiences like the Apostle Paul had, where I've been caught up to heaven in the spirit. I've, I've met Joseph of Cupertino. I, right now I'm beginning to smell very beautiful heavenly fragrances. I've been caught up to heaven. I've met the saint named Joseph of Cupertino, who lived in Italy, 1603, 1663. He's in heaven now. And I've met other saints that the Lord has allowed me, uh, for whatever reason that he chose to meet and sometimes even hold conversation with. That's going to happen to some of you as well. There are, there are others on the other side pulling for you who are interested in your life and in your purpose. It's somehow uh, they're, they're connected with it. They have, an, they have an interest in your success. And you are going to be successful what God called you to do. So just be open to any help that the Lord would give to you. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Some of the things I share, I can't stop and explain all of it and give scriptural foundation for all of it, or else I'd just be teaching all the time. I'm taking for granted that some of you have been in the body of Christ long enough to mature long enough in the Lord to learn these foundational principles so that you can begin to fly and begin to receive what it is that God has for you. And so much of your success is dependent upon the Holy Spirit and being able to flow with Him and move with Him. And let me just say this. If He shows you something, it is what it is. Well, I, I can't believe I'm in heaven. See, well, it, it is what it is. Praise God. Just go with the flow. Hallelujah. It's amazing what God can reveal to you. He unveils secrets. Okay? So get ready. You are now being cycled in to the new thing. The seasons are changing. They're changing right now. Today is a marked day. Praise God. And also, enjoy to the fullest. Your Pentecost Sunday, rejoice in the Lord, worship the Lord for what He has done, and also for the new help that is being assigned to you. Praise God.
praise God. For some of you, if you could sense, they're already there. They have already, they've already been released, and they're already there. They're standing nearby you. Praise God. Not for everybody, but for many. They're already there. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I would highly encourage you to spend time with the Lord in prayer and dig into it deeper, and it will begin to be unveiled to you. Father, we bless you. We thank you for helping us. We thank you for your Holy Spirit who's here with us all the time. We thank you for the fresh Pentecost today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Look forward to seeing you back next time. Bye-bye.